Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. So you pretty much flow with the goal. Fight, let's fight right now. I guarantee you, man, you wake up on the ditch. Let's do it. UFC 187 back in the books. Uh, I think um, it, it's the card that was promised so much, and I'd say it got pretty close to the mark. Yeah. Um, all I, up. I had a great time watching it. Yeah, all up it was a good card. Uh, got so. a bit of a hiding before I started too. A few changes here and there, and a couple of dropouts. And well, I mean, even with the dropouts, you still got value for money, especially if you're in Australia and streaming it. Yeah, well, <coughs> and also they were saying, I heard Dana say that they didn't think Arlovsky was actually going to fight. Like two hours up to his fight, he's I think his calf has separated or something like that, like what some real f- bad injury. And um, Dana said that he. Doctor did an assessment on Olovsky, and he could see that Olovsky was just gritting his teeth and getting through it. Wow. And then he looks at him and goes, all right, um, it's up to you. Can you fight? He goes, I'm fighting. Oh, <laughs> what yeah. kind of a question is that? And then and then somebody goes, like Olovsky. Yeah. And then Danny goes, oh, I called him into my dressing room. First of all, like, do you got a dressing room? Wow. <laughs> I thought, like, cage style would have been your seat, and that's it. So he calls me in, and he's like, or, or look, the skybox yeah, or some shit. Yeah, he goes, look, you don't have to fight. You know, do you want to, if you want to fight, you can fight. But if you're injured, any, any damage can happen, you know, don't do it. And he said, Alovsky just started laughing. He goes, did you seriously pull me out of my dressing room to say that to me? Yeah. And he laughed and kept <laughs> going. You take me out of my dressing room <laughs> to say that. Yep. And he laughed and went back and got to warm up for the fight. Well, like I was saying, you know, we had a lot of people pull out uh, of the card, like uh, John Jones and uh, Kahib. Yeah. Um, and then we had Nina Pantsaroff pull out um, what, an, an hour beforehand. Yeah. Missed weight and then missed a curtain call. Yep. Had so, the flu. Had That's the what flu. Happened. She had the flu leading up to Something it. and. Like I think she was, apparently she was lucky to get the doctor's clearance for it leading up to the fight, but she gritted it out um, because she couldn't really train or obviously the flu fucks you up pretty bad when you go yeah. out to doing cardio on that. She had trouble cutting the weight. Still tried to fight and doctors wouldn't clear at the end of it. So it was her. She wanted to fight. Doctor said, no, nah, we it can't w- do it. was a doctor's call, yeah. was it? So yeah. say, yeah. Well, apparently it was a vicious strain of man flu and you know women just couldn't handle Whoa, that shit. Oh, shit. So you know, she was on the lounge ringing bells. No one was getting a noodle soup or anything. Three-month medical suspension. Yeah, she's... Oh, <laughs> we may not see her back. She may retire. Um, I did say that uh, Rose got her win and show money anyway. Oh, she um, did? Yeah, oh, she got good. paid. Yeah. So I, I don't know if, um, you know, that, that cost them any pay-per-view buys, but um, look, I mean... That, no. Well, especially since it wasn't on the pay-per-view card, no, so I don't know why it would. Many is Rose, though. She's coming off Ultimate Fighter, uh, lost the belt on the Ultimate Fighter series. Yep. Um, this is the... the being billed as the biggest card of this year so far. Yeah. The older, older McGregor one's probably going to be the, the bigger for pay-per-views, but yep. this was a huge exposure chance for Rose, and I think that was one of the main things she would be disappointed about. Obviously, yeah. you want to fight, but... I mean, the money's I'll, nice, but you, you want to yeah, fight. you want the exposure. And she's a sort of... The, uh, sort of fighter that wants to fight too like exactly when they told her that she probably went out of the car park and just started picking <laughs> she started crying because Pat Barry posted photos of it uh, <laughs> on, on Twitter as a, as a good boyfriend does uh, I abso- absolutely believe that 
Um, okay, well, let's look at the the UFC Fight Pass uh, prelim fights. Um, kicking off the the dust then is Justin Scoggins, and he got a decision win over Sampo. Um, one thing I'll say about it, at least it was a a good unanimous decision. There was no controversy. You know, nah. It was all three rounds to Scoggins. It was just your basic uh, Josh Sampo from a strong wrestling pedigree trying to wrestle mixed martial artists. Yep. Um, he got touched up pretty convincingly um, in and out of the exchanges and going for his takedowns. Hey, look, he did well to, to make it to a decision, to be honest. Um, yeah, that, it just seemed like he didn't have a B plan. Yeah, I it, agree. It just didn't work for him. And, well, you know, maybe we'll see him come back after a little bit. Maybe we won't. I don't know. It's, uh, he, hasn't, he hasn't really shown much for me to spend time watching him, to be honest. No, I think it'll come down to making some changes in training camps and trying to diversify a little bit. Got the talent because his wrestling background is definitely you know valid, but you can't be one-dimensional in this day and age for mixed martial arts. No, especially when others are, are training specifically for this for, for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, yeah I, the only thing I don't get is how it goes 10-9. Because to me, there was at least one ten eight round in there. Yeah, uh, but the thing is, if they, it's almost like an encouraging award. If you put in the effort, you get a nine. You, know? you, you show us that you're trying to do yeah. something. If you throw some weak back fists, then it's all good. I, yeah. don't, I honestly don't understand the ten point must system. Like, why not just give someone one nobody, point? Nobody does. Point? Nobody does. No, well, or just award the round or something. It's just know. it's just a way to get it um, through the athletic commission, and yeah. we're stuck with it. I think if you if you scored around ten five, that guy must have died and been. Uh, defibrillated back to life. Pretty much. I don't know what the category would be for that. I, I've had this argument since sale of the century. Like, why give five dollars for every correct question? Why not just one dollar? Yeah. I mean, it does, and why start? Difference. Why start on twenty dollars? Yep. I well, mean, Tony Barr was just giving money away right there. But sale of the century had like six dollar deals, seven dollar, eight dollar, and then they negotiate down. He's like, you can have this fucking set of steak knives for eight bucks. He's like, oh, can you make it seven? All right, seven bucks. See, they just weren't thinking, like, clearly, why does it need to be that? And that's really where the 10-point must system started. Um, so on, there you go. On to uh, match number fact. two. <laughs> <laughs> um, unfortunately, the cunts didn't turn up. Um, Islam Makachev uh, gets the, the win over Leo Kuntz, and uh, Kuntz was clearly out of his depth. Kuntz yeah, mm. was just bleeding all over the fucking place by the end of it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, I don't know if it was just ring rust or if he's just not any good, but... It was hard to pick what he did right in this fight. It uh, really was. So you're saying it's hard to put your finger on what cunts did? Yeah, pretty much. And um, pretty much he is got fucked. He got <laughs> fucked. Yeah. Um, as, as soon as um, Islam got behind him, you knew cunts was going to be in trouble. Um, uh, to be honest, I reckon it was earlier than that. As soon as you saw both of them walk in, you go, yep, there's that mad Russian and there's that head on the stick. <laughs> yeah. We can see how this one's ending. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was surprised it got to round two. As soon as you see, hey, this dude's training with Khabib. Oh, can't <laughs> It did seem like we spent more time thinking up jokes about his last name than he did preparing for that fight. Yeah, probably right. Uh, That's what pissed me off is that if this is his last chance, I've still got at least 10 jokes right, well, in the yeah, bank. Like, I mean, know. they write themselves, clearly. Yeah. I mean, he, he is in a very difficult position. He's in a slippery position. He could slip right out of the card. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, um, Makachev... Um, I think it's uh, it's a great start for him. Um, he did what he needed to do. Yep. And I reckon we're going to see more of him. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I think the funniest thing was when the fight finished and <laughs> you see Joe Rogan come in and you've got Khabib translating. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. I, I, I wish I knew any Russian. 
or, or knew somebody that knew Russian, <laughs> yeah. because I'm giving a 10% chance that what he said is actually what um, Islam was saying. 10% is generous. I saw <laughs> after he translated it, he gives the microphone back to Joe and then just shrugs his shoulders like, oh, I think that was right. Like, like, I don't know. <laughs> like, my I, English sucks anyway. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, but, yeah, fuck it. He's Khabib, so he can do what the fuck yeah, he wants, really. He can do what he wants. Okay, first match on the uh, undercard was Colby Colbinton versus Mike Pyle. Um, there were moments of a fight here. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a three-round decision. Well, um, they should have just had him run around the block a few times and then fight for a minute because that was all that, of that fight that I thought was worth watching, that last oh, minute. There was, yeah, there was some, a nice takedown in the first round. I mean, it, it, Colby worked hard for it, yeah, that's uh, it and got it, but there was a long time to get there. and It was a... a Technical fight, I guess. Yeah, but with, against the like, cage, takedowns are something you have to work hard on. And everything, and they're they're good when they're done right. But if all you do is a takedown, that's kind yeah. of like you're buying the girl a meal and then sending her home in a cab. I think if you do one takedown, I think throwing one punch is more uh, value in regards to scoring. Because if you do a takedown and do nothing with it, yeah, it's not an offensive but move. Takedowns the foreplay to the main event. Yeah. Like, it's good to have. But he was still throwing. He, event. he was still active on the ground. He was still throwing punches inside the guard, but oh, it yeah. didn't look like he was trying to pass. But or finish. Uh, he was. Yeah, he was doing enough to get points. Yeah, that's it. Um, and you're fighting for that takedown, but you're spending three minutes to do it. That's three minutes you could be doing something to win a fight. And the thing but, is, no, keep going, keep going. Um, although this is fighting, people like to see a good fights from the fighters' perspective. They just want to win. But at the end of the day, they're in the entertainment business. Yeah. That's what it is. Not so, just, it's not the fight. And you hear Rogan that and say, well, I mean, if you if you can lay on someone that can get you off, then, you know, that's a legitimate fighting. And he's 100% right. But this isn't fighting. This is entertainment. Yeah, exactly. You've yeah. got to be good enough and want people to watch you fight in order to survive and have a career in, in this, this league. Yeah. And that's right, though. He was on top doing damage and yep. Mike Pyle wasn't. And Mike Pyle didn't pull the trigger when he was standing up as well. So it's kind of his own fault. And round two, bit more of the same. More um, of the same. I mean... He, Got a couple of, I mean, he got a position of advantage on the bottom, but that was yeah. it. Did nothing with it. Might have locked up um, uh, Kimura grip. Didn't manage to sweep with it until the third, I think. So. And uh, the only um, chance Mike Pyle had to take a win out was in the last minute. Um, and look, watching it from, from the outside, had every chance to win. Absolutely. Like he had a, a Kimura going into an armbar and then had... Under the chin in a rear naked choke. Didn't have hooks had, in. Had mount. Yep. Um, had mount and instead tried to hit him with his own shoulder. He uh, tried to shoulder butt, which is, again, that, that's a, a legitimate attack from mount. Mm. And you can score points with it, but you're never going to knock anybody out with yeah, it. But yeah. he was sitting up to do it. So it seems, why not just sit the whole way up and punch him? Well, generally, if you're doing shoulder charges like that, or whatever you call a shoulder slam... You're doing it to either try and get a reaction out of them so you can create space and try and break that grip and then rain down punches or something. But or, you generally use it as a full-on effective strike. It's or, usually to or, set something up. Or to not get stood up. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. So, look, see, I am doing something, I am doing yeah. something. And the last minute in yeah. a 15-minute fight is not the time to be scoring yeah, points. Like if he was two rounds up, absolutely legit tack. Yeah. But uh, when he pretty wouldn't... He'd have to know he's two rounds down. Yeah, yeah. that just, shouldn't be your end game. And he's had three chances at subbing the guy. And, uh, probably... Do damage. And on that, I mean, he, he was doing that. He should have been standing up and started swimming and trying to get a finish. But you've got to give Colby credit there as well. As soon yep. as, uh, you know, he tried to hold him down, break his posture. Yep. Um, he knows he's up. Yeah. Um, 
And as soon as he broke his grip and Mike Pyle um, sat up on the mount, he swarmed out, you know, didn't give him a chance to start swimming um, and went into a really bad position and gave up his neck. Yeah. Um, And I think uh, uh, Kyle would uh, be very disappointed that he couldn't get the finish there. I think that Colby as well, he should have, I mean, Mike Pyle was no slouch. He's got lots of experience, fought a lot of good guys. And I think with him being on the up, with Colby being on the up, you might have just been a little bit timid and, and when those situations happen, you tend to go back to what you know. You're not yep. going to expect too many chances. You go to your comfort zone. Might have been a little bit of that, but I think it could be education for him. You know, Unfortunately, judging by his mullet, what he knew was truck stop fights and uh, he was waiting for the diner owner to break it up. I think he, he needed to go into uh, throw everything at it. Yeah. Um, and yeah. he was a little bit late on it. Yeah. Um, a little bit scrappy in the end and Colby was, you know, when it comes down to the final minute, um, like you know, he said he had that Kimura. He was too close to the cage. He was never going to get it. Yep. Used it to sweep, smart yeah. move. Yep. And then just everything there was a little bit scrappy yeah. and messy. I mean, yeah, okay, you're third round and you've been wearing yep. it for most of it. But, but so. when the guy gives up his back and he's on all fours and you can't secure at least your hooks, oh, you're not really concentrating. Are you? He got the arm under the chin. That's yep. the hard part. Yep. <laughs> um, and then you can see he's scrambling to try and get like a crucifix. Yeah, that point, body triangle, and he's fucked. That's Didn't game over. Scramble. He just had to lay flat. Yeah, just lay back on your on your back and keep his head tucked up, and that's it. Yeah, yep. just what? burn your grips out for thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. that's it. Um, and it's going to be hard to get a submission in the final minute too with a bloke who's up on points. But yep. um, anyway, uh, look, nothing fantastic in the fight. It was, it was a grind, but um, I, yeah. I wouldn't say it was a bad fight. It was. It, it was a fight. Well, no, the, the crowd had a good chance to go and get their beers and hot dogs and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, so there were, there were no crowd there for these fights. <laughs> this is Vegas. There were a few boos. Yeah. No, look, you know, maybe their next outings will be better. The funny thing was, like, I didn't notice that the lack of crowd there for prelims. And when you watch the international ones, whether it be in Europe or Australia, yeah. the crowd's there for the very first fight. Yeah. But I was thinking in Vegas and you know, places like LA and that, I think people want to be seen walking in. Well, yeah, um, and also you've you got to remember you've got a lot of celebrities in the crowd too. And I, I saw a shot actually. Yeah. Somebody showed um, Schwarzenegger was in the yeah, crowd. Yeah, he was in. And uh, sitting right behind him was uh, Mac and D from Always Sunny. Oh, no shit. Yeah. There's oh, a really my good God. Photo. I'll, I'll show you the photo later Did on. Did you see uh, Schwarzenegger had a go at Cormier? Did he? No, I didn't. No, after the, after the match, Cormier uh, is doing his chat. You know, we'll talk about that fight later, obviously. And uh, he's... Or no. Know, well, he's doing his thing, and then uh, Arnie comes up and he's like, "Ah, oh, I saw your fight. It's very good. You're you're in good shape for this one. Your cardio. I almost see some stomach muscles." <laughs> surprised, surprised him trying to sell him some of his own shit for <laughs> what you need is this. <laughs> he's got all that stuff too. But um, now you know. Oh, look. If you're Cormier, you've just won a belt. Arnold Schwarzenegger walks in. He, he stopped the interview and shook his hand and had a chat with him. Yeah, good on him. Um, he's yeah. a champion. You know what he wants. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, Colby got the win. Um, he'll move on. Yep. Um, Mike Pyle, um, yeah, he's probably got a couple of fights. If he's got a f- couple of fights left in his contract, I think he'll run him out, and that'll do it. Yeah, if, if he gets another couple of fights, it's because he's got fight left on the contract. Yep, that'll be it. Fight number two on the pre- prelim card. We got uh, Rafael Nadal, who's elected to serve against Uriah Hall. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. I'm still going with the tennis jokes. Um, an interesting fight. Um, again, going the distance. Um, a little bit better than the, the last fight, though, that uh, went to all the way. Yeah. Um, the First up, the groin shot coming straight out. <laughs> yes. He's, he's straight gone the punt. Um, 
I, I, I have no idea why they just didn't take an instant point. Well, I think his coach told him just to straight up send well, one straight down the middle. Very interesting you say that because uh, in his corner was Dracolino. Oh, really? And if anybody knows Dracolino, I reckon the, the pre-fight um, instruction was, why not kick him in the Bosch? <laughs> How can you not kick him in the Bosch? Okay, that joke makes sense if you know who Dracolino is. <laughs> if it doesn't, just don't worry about it. It's not Look racist. up Dracolino. <laughs> Look up Dracolino, um, bite my balls. Okay, um, but in the, in the first round, there was a lot of back and forth. Um, I thought uh, Natal was a bit lazy with his takedowns. Um, but at the same time, Uriah Hall was a bit lazy with his kicks. Yeah. He was uh, you know, throwing the, the spin kicks and, and that kind of stuff, but he's not setting them up. Well, Uriah Hall likes to pride himself on being patient. He likes to say, you know, I'm waiting for my shot. Uh, I'm going to pick him apart. Um, and he's come out and said he's got a, a patient style of fighting, which from his tough days, it looked like he didn't have much patience. But, say, it didn't uh, look like it in this fight either. I'd say he's got an aggressive style of apologizing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm... His method is always is always a, a counterpuncher as well, but he, he tends to just fire one off rather than actually uh, punch in bunches or, you know, yeah, try and slip and then stay in the pocket. Yeah, kick punch kick kind of thing. He yeah. just he'll uh, he'll counter with one strike and then sort of back off. Yeah, he was backing off and then he'd come in and you know dance 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 and then sp- jumping spinning back kick. I'm like, set it up with something. Yeah, because right? mm-hmm. I think he had three or four in the first round and, and all of them were. Um, blocked or counted the uh, yeah. other way. And the worst thing is in the third round, he looked as fresh as the first. So mm. you've got plenty of energy to start doing some more punching and kicking. Yeah. Well, and a, a bloke with his level of fitness, if he pushed the the pace of the fight a lot more, well, you know, he'd probably lose the occasional one because the guys that push the pace more often than not will drop a, a, a bad mistake yeah. every now and again. Yeah. But, geez, you'll have a highlight reel you wouldn't, uh, yeah. wouldn't mind having. That was yeah. my thoughts too. Um, he obviously had the better gas tank than Natal, um, especially going into the third round. Yeah. Mm. But uh, he spent a lot of the fight backing away. If he can start to throw some more flurries and some more combinations and get Rafael moving a lot more, yeah. I think he would have um, tied him out and he would have been easy pickings. Yeah, I would like to third. see a lot more level changes and different angles for these kicks and punches. They yep. seem to be the same uh, low kick, high kick, but not really level changing or trying to work some lateral movement in there and trying to keep him guessing and pushing him back on the back foot. Someone who's going to look to take you down and submit you, you want to make sure they're on the, on the back foot so that yeah. Yeah. So they can't shoot in. Yeah. yeah, And it was kind of funny, I, I mean, you know, it's hard to get in the mind of a fighter, and yep. unless you're in the ring or whatever. But, it takes uh, about 10 beers. <laughs> if someone kicked me fair in the fucking nards, I would be out to kill the bloke. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Yep. we did notice there was no touch of the gloves afterwards. Yeah, yep. but I mean, if that happens in an accidental sort of inside leg kick, that's one thing. But he just went straight up drive. Yeah. Um, there was... I'm telling you, it was struggling. There, it was a kickoff, as it was, it was the yeah. opening punt. Yeah, there was no, um, no I'm sorry, no, oh, geez, mate, that was a... A bit of a bad one. It was, I kicked your balls. What are you going to do? Yeah, it was pretty much like we said. Natal won the toss and chose to serve. And chose to serve, and that's exactly <laughs> what he did. Hole chose to receive. Look, in the first two rounds, um, Natal was scoring well with his leg kicks, um, which Hall was letting them go unchecked. Um, it wasn't until the third round he started to check him, um, which I think there's one or two there. You go, oh, there's some stink on that one. Yeah, you see um, when he buried that one, he got that, that step in and pretty much got his, his left foot in line with the center line of Uriah Hall's body and just planted yeah. that one right into his thighs. But I thought apart from that, a lot of them didn't have much on it. It looked like uh, maybe just trying to change the balance of Uriah Hall to start to shoot, get him on one leg. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't until the second round where he really started, though. Uh, we saw it, I think, twice in the space of 10 seconds where he's uh, blocked the Natal's punch and come straight back with a high kick. Yeah. yeah and, and then back to They were good. And then, you know, go straight back in, did it again. I'm like, beautiful, counter-kicking uh, you know, counter or, you know, counter-punching. Yeah. 
that's much much better than in the first round where he's you know leading off with a jumping spinning kick. Yeah. Um, when he he only got really taken down once, and Uriah was really active off his back. I yeah. mean, you still you give you know points to Natal for that, but yep. you, it's nothing worse. And we see it later on in the card, um, and, and even with uh, Mike Pyle to a certain extent is laying down and covering up. Yeah, and swimming and not really doing a whole lot else. That's yeah. it. Yeah, just, just I'm being active and you're just going for control and that's all well and good to win a fight but it doesn't win your fans. Yeah, I mean, it, it's funny how it was a, a decision to Natal because honestly I thought Uriah Hall controlled the fight a bit more but I think we're seeing a lot more wrestling influence in the scoring these days. So yeah. things like takedowns are viewed a lot higher than maybe... In my opinion, they should be. Yeah, a little bit of an overcorrection, you think? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Like, a takedown matters, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it matters what you do afterwards more. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree. It, it's like a, a jab. You know, a jab is a scoring punch. If it lands. But, yeah, but yeah, it's so not doing ma- a, lot more da- a lot of damage. Maybe a good, clean jab. You know, not one that's sort of half blocked. It's a, a good, yep, that one scored. Now what's next? Yeah, yeah but a, like a, a nice scoring jab... You're never going to uh, knock a bloke out with it, much like a takedown. Unless yeah. you're doing a slam, you're not going to knock a bloke out with it. But it, it's the next uh, movement. Like from a takedown, if you move into a position where you can submit or ground and pound, then, yeah, the takedown matters a lot more. And same with the jab. If you rock them a little bit and the next punch is coming and that's the one that does the damage, then the jab matters a lot more too. So I'd, in my opinion, and there's plenty of experts who probably disagree with me, some might even agree, I have no idea, uh, they're scoring takedowns too highly at the moment. Um, yep. Chris yeah. Chennel probably built me for that one. <laughs> um, but look, this one went to a split decision. Um, I had the first round clearly for Hall, the second round clearly for Natal, um, and the, the third round, you could argue either way. So I thought split decision, I'm not that surprised. I would have still given it to Hall. Um, I thought he came out firing in the first yep. minute or two in the final round and not all that much happened in the rest of it. See, I've, I've got a different opinion again. I, I think split decisions show that Whoever's organising the judges hasn't done a good job because either you've got a, a bloke in there who isn't scoring consistently with everyone else or there's no consistent scoring and it just depends on which judges get picked for what fight as to who wins. Yeah, Probably. but also that could um, show a flaw in the actual scoring system as well, not yeah, necessarily cooler than yeah. doing it. Yeah, you're right. Maybe it is a flaw in the system, but, I mean, that's the system that's there, so it's no surprises going in. Yeah. And that's why Uncle Dana always says, don't leave it in the hands of the judges. Oh, yeah. But so, it might be also which judge is sitting where. Yeah. Yeah, you no, see that's, different that's things. And, um, it's a purely subjective judging criteria. Yeah. So you, you're going to have differences of opinion you know, when that happens. But look, you know, to me, this fight could have gone either way yeah. when it came to the decision, and I'm not surprised it was a split. Yeah. I mean, yeah. These days with copy cards as well, they get a, a printout a little bit later of the scoring punches, percentages. Um, you know, they get the whole breakdown just about instantly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think those sort of stats can be misleading, much like... Again, in- it's another subjective... Because, um, you know, what's a significant strike? Yeah, exactly. Like, somebody else has got to put their subjective judgment into it so somebody can make a subjective judgment on the fight. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it, it's it's like in AFL, for example, you get uh, possessions, but how many of them were actually you just handballing to a bloke who's about to get tackled? Yeah. yeah. Uh, much like this, and I've got no rock-hard solutions, but... Uh, Honestly, in that fight, I would have rather they go, well, look, uh, we're, we don't think we've got a clear winner. Let's go another five minutes. I, I would happy to call it a draw. I'm not not opposed to yeah, draws being like that. But I think, like, I gave it, I gave one and three to Hall. But I think the 10-point must system isn't appropriate to what they base um, 
they're scoring for a UFC fight on because obviously they can see the octagon, octagon control. Yeah. You've got forward pressure. You've got whatever else they've got in there. But I think for each of those, you give one point to whoever did that one yep. in that round. So okay. let's say one person had the octagon control. Give him one point. The yep. other person had whatever most punches were. Give he him one point. striking. Well, geez. And I think at the end of the round, there should be two points for who you thought won that round as a fight. As well as the Everything octagon. Else. One point for octagon yeah, plus yeah. two for the win. But two for, bloke... two's the, the sort of um, subjective one where you say yeah. as a fight, as no real fight, this person won that as a fight. Well, I think there's some good reason to that scoring as opposed to, well, 10 points and, well, you didn't get flogged, so you get nine. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I think, too, if you're going to award rounds, probably don't give a, a, a questionable round of the bloke that wound up and smashed him in the Jats crackers. Yeah, and I think if it's a major event, you know, like the World Cup, they have shootouts and yeah. that. Rochambeau. <laughs> well, they Rochambeau started that way. <laughs> <laughs> so, we got uh, Dong Hyung Kim. The Dong. The Dong. He goes by stun gun, but the Dong. The Dong. Come on. Yeah. Um, Josh Berkman. Um, I actually thought it was a great fight. Yeah, I yeah, liked it. I enjoyed lo- it. Lots of action. Um, even though rounds one and two was sort of the same. Um, you know, good on the exchanges. Berkman, um, we, we were saying as we were watching the fight, he, he's got a bit of Frank Trigg about him, doesn't he? He yeah, does. He seems like a mashup of um, if some of your favourite fighters had him taken steroids or got huge <laughs> river, like It looks like a... Uh, maybe a younger, skinny cousin of Wanderlei Silva mixed with Frank Trigg, mixed with Brian yeah. Eversole with his fighting style. There's, there's some great uh, grappling and judo in the, in the first round uh, on the stand-up, especially from Dong Hyung Kim. I think they yeah. matched up really well together with yep. skills. Well, the reason I liked it was because both fighters were pushing the pace. Yeah, um, yeah. You were, you were always expecting something to happen. There was exactly. no lay and pray. Uh, even while yep. uh, the Dong is on his back, he's working a choke. He's, uh, you know, tiring him out. And you you go oh can he get out or is yeah. he going to choke him out like you always expected something to happen you were watching yeah. there was no taking stock or stopping yeah, yeah. there was well, no chance to go up and grab a beer kind yeah of. even in the first round you know he's isolating a leg well and then he decided to jump to the back yep. and take the the standing um, standing back mount I guess you can call it um, looked like he was he locked in a rear naked choke but it was that was really just a choke for the judges I think yeah a little almost locked in a prison well, rape yeah, too yeah. <laughs> well when it's locked in and he's gassing himself out fuck it just uh, hold on to the right yeah. Uh, yeah it was just a, that one's one to score points he was never going to finish with it yeah. um, but a very very smart fight from him as well mm. um, and something else I noticed during this fight um, I think I, I don't think it actually, there's any doubt that Joe Rogan is the best commentator in any sport absolutely for completely agree he, especially in this fight he knew exactly what was going on when he was calling it yep. um, and his excitement and his, his anticipation of what's happening yep. to, to be able to set the viewers up who aren't sure about jiu-jitsu and set them up to expect what's going to happen next and and he's, the fact that he knows what's going on on the feet as well yep. yeah and I think the reason for that is because he's got the expertise of an ex-sportsman like yeah. you get a lot of sportsmen who will yeah. go and commentate the sport afterwards yeah. he's got that expertise without the head knocks without <sighs> the head knocks or the blowing his own trumpet reputation yep. there's no yep. back in my day with him because yep. he never competed at the highest oh, level and, and very open minded yeah. but he's, he's, he's trained with the highest level guys so he knows you know what they're about he yeah. can't do it himself yep but he's not bragging about how he used to be able to either. Yeah, yeah. and obviously he's a stand-up comedian too, so you know, just talking <laughs> on the fly and dealing with yeah. him is something that comes naturally to him as well. And especially not taking yourself too seriously, you know yeah. what I mean? It's right to make mistakes. But I think the only thing that annoys me about Joe, it's not during his commentary, but afterwards where they're discussing fights and he'll play down his expertise 
And I think he's at the point now where it's okay to call yourself an expert in yeah. mixed martial arts and <laughs> protein. Yeah. You've yeah. earned that. You haven't stepped in the octagon. Yeah. But, mate. It doesn't uh, matter. Yeah. There's probably only two people on the planet that have seen more fights than you. And that's Joe Silver and... Uh, and Dana. <laughs> and, and Dana. I was, I was actually going to say Henzo. Oh, yeah. Probably Henzo, actually. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, um, back to the oh, fight. He'll be in the Hall of Fame, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Just without a question. Um uh, Dong Hyun Kim in the second round with that um, reverse, or oh, sorry, the crucifix position. Yeah. Um, again, just scoring punches. Yep. Uh, those little uh, left hands to the, to the side of the head. Yeah. Waiting until Berkman opened up and dropped the elbow on the right hand side of the head. Yeah. They're the ones that really hurt. And that's the thing that people don't understand is that he's in that position and uh, he's doing short punches and not going to end the fight. But what he's waiting for is for the other person to make one mistake. One mistake. And the other person knows that that's what he's doing. So he can't just sort of do anything rash because he's fucked after that. Yeah. And well, so he- you can see him copping these punches in the head and going, fuck, what do I do from here? What yeah. do I do? For those first two rounds, Burke was on the defensive. And to, yeah. it looked like uh, the Dong was just narrowing down his options every yeah. every stage until the yeah. only options were bad ones. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like, I know myself when I'm grappling with a black belt, I'm like, oh, I'll go here. Oh, fuck, hang on. Now I've got two options. Both are bad. <laughs> I'll fuck, pick the yes, I'm, option. Oh, fuck, now I'm rooted. Like, fuck, I'm yes, out. I'm submitting from under side control. That's <laughs> <laughs> actually where I get most of my <laughs> just because that's where I end up most of the time. Yeah, but I mean, um, that's, that's what I saw that fight happen. Um, the Dong just controlled it so yeah. well that uh, the only options Berkman had were, were bad which yeah, part do I exactly. isolate? Where do I... Uh, what position... Yeah. Do I get out of? Would so I rather have my arm snapped than getting punched in the head? Yeah, yeah exactly that sort of stuff. It was such a smart fight from Dong Hyun Kim. And Very. I, you know, he had his advantages, and, and he uh, made sure that that's where the fight was taking place. And, and also, Josh Kip, uh, Berkman. Josh Berkman's no, he's no can. No, you know what I mean. He did, did excellent. I think it was in Strike Force or World Series. Yeah, what somewhere. I what I loved about Berkman was he's obviously lost the first two rounds, and you know, I haven't seen the scorecards, but it could have even been a ten eight in there. Um, start of the third round comes out firing because yep. you have to. You've yep. got no other choice. And he, he, he put was everything close. in that too. Yeah, and it, that's what I respect. He had forty, a good 40 seconds, you know, and he had he got uh, one or two through. And, and that, they, knee, that knee set up. That, that knee and the, the second flying knee. If that was flying. a little bit sweeter, yeah. he would have yeah. won. But he can see, this is my chance. I have to give it everything right now. And, like, uh, even if I get clocked, yeah. everything right now. And he had Dong on uh, shaky knees. Absolutely. But then just, unfortunately, you know, the, the previous 10 minutes of getting yeah. punched in the head. I also up. think he started to headhunt when he got him stunned and Dong still had enough to, to duck and weave. But he, it's hard he had to. It's harder yeah. to get your body out of the way and your liver out of the way than it is to get your head out of the way. So I think if you had to change levels, go on body, body, head. Probably would have got there. Mm. But th- I'm no well, mind reader or anything, but if I was Dana White and you see Berkman's loss there, you're like, that's the bloke I want fighting. Oh, absolutely. You, you I'll, give him, yep. I'll give him an, um, another fight just yep. because you hate those guys that go, well, I'm two rounds down. I'll just you know grind yeah. out a, an honourable yeah. loss. I just don't want to get hurt. If, yeah. if I had someone drop out of a card, I'd be going to Josh Berkman over Colby... Um, from the Covington, Covington, who, Covington, who yeah. won the decision against Yeah, Pyle. just based on performance and entertainment value and, and what you're going to get out of it, or return out of it as a business. And look, they're both in Absolutely. the same weight division yeah. too. Yeah. Um, Taking nothing look, against either either. No, Dong um, is ranked number eight in, in, in the division at the start of this fight, and I think it looked like it. It was a ranked fighter versus an outsider. Yeah. Um, He's very quiet with his streak too. He's put together a whole lot of wins. He's been in the UFC for a fair he's while. He's got 20-3 and three or, or something silly yeah, like that. Something that surprised me when we did our um, primer for the yeah. UFC. I was really really surprised with so how he's done. I wouldn't mind seeing him um, get up and encroach on the, the top five yep. with, the, with his next fight. Yep, I agree. No, I'd, I think he's a, a top five fighter. Like yeah. The way he controlled this fight, yep. uh, except for that uh, 
tag in the start of the third round, yep. Yep. it looked like everything was according to the plan that he would have set out yeah. uh, with his trainers. And once um, he got Berkman's back on the mat in the third, it was like Ber- Berkman had, had spent yep. what little yeah. he had left, he'd thrown into it. Um, yep. It was a matter of time. Yeah, it just ground out that submission. And I, I love the head arm triangle. Yeah. And Joe Rogan called it perfectly, as you yep. said. Just, you know, he's got to step over the side. As soon as yep. that arm was popped up and isolated, yep. it was just a matter of time. Yeah, he picked, so, picked the Von Flute choke as well. So. Yeah, or he could have picked him up and gone for a Das or Bravo, depending mm. on what And see, that's the other thing with Berkman. I mean, he could have just <laughs> stayed there and gone, right, you've got this Von Flute, just take it, I can go home. I was going to say, you can call it a Bravo choke, unless it's Eddie Bravo. It's not my fucking choke. I didn't, it's not the Bravo choke. <laughs> Bravo. Bravo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think at the end there, Berkman looked like a choke. Penis just lay on the floor, which is exactly what you want from the dong. <laughs> He's done his work. Um, that's a good enough note to move us on to the next fight. We got uh, John Dodson um, getting the, the the job done against Zach Makovsky. I tell you, uh, Dodson, you know, coming off a long break, um, which is uh, you know happens when Community got um, commissioned for another few seasons. Um, it's a it's a shame that he's left that show now and uh, he's gone back to the fighting. Um, but look, I mean. The fight was what it was. Um, yeah. It was a, a purely stand-up battle. Like I was saying during the fight, it looked like Dodson just had a bit of ring rust coming back after injuries. Probably not yep. so confident as he would be. But I think uh, it was a close fight. Uh, split, this, uh, not split decision. Uh, 29-28 to, to, to Dodson. But I think Mikowski, he, he looks to me, he looks a bit too big for the flyweight division. I think the cutting down to that weight... He didn't seem to have a strength advantage over Dodson, and Dodson's considerably smaller. So I'd actually like to see him go up one weight division, try and fight there, and be able to get uh, some longevity out of his power. And that he should be pushing yeah. Dodson around, dominating him. He should be pushing Dodson around since um, you know he's retired from being the old point guard for the Charlotte Hornets. Um, <laughs> I think Bogues. Yeah. Ah, oh, Muggsy Bogues. Oh, okay, sorry. Oh, look, they're, they're the two lookalikes I've got. Him and yeah. Spud Webb look exactly the like. Yeah. <laughs> um, Look, John Donson's um, the number one contender in the flyweight division. Yeah. I don't know if I want to see him challenge for the belt just yet. I think he needs another fight. Well, it's a bit of a tune-up. The thing is, the, the last fight, I actually agreed. I had Dodson beating DJ in their last title fight. So I'd like to see him have one more fight just because this one wasn't impressive. He's had a bit of time off, but Dodson's gunning for the title. He said that's what he wants. But he's also said he's taking this title and taking the next two up. He seriously believes he's the pound-for-pound best. And he's told Dana, he said, I'm taking DJ's title, and then and I'm going, going up. up. He said, I don't care, McGregor or Auto wins, I'm taking it. And then going up again, he goes, I want to be the best ever, pound for pound. No one's ever got three, that's what I'm doing. Well, okay. Fair play, if you're going to, like, I imagine Dana would love to hear that too. Oh, fuck yeah. I don't think he's going to do it, but yeah, uh, it's good to have a dream. I want to see him have a go, though. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It'd be fucking great to see. Poor um, bastard will be the fighting more often than Ronda Rousey. Uh, yeah. Look, the only other thing I can say about this fight was um, it was obvious the two guys like each other. Um, yeah. It was a little bit <laughs> that annoys ob- me. A little bit too obvious. Yep. Um, and have you ever seen any fight like that where they hug and show lots of respect, get a, a, get a finish? I don't remember. Very what. rarely. Oh, rare. Yeah, you yeah, well, not not with a knockout. You might get a sub. Machida yeah. and... Um, for Filipino Wrecking Machine, which is their Mark Munoz, probably the only one. Um, look, I, I can also round, think so. of Joe Lozon fighting the guy who came back and they had a hug at the end of the second round and then Lozon finished him in the third. I can't think of who it yeah, was. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense for Lozon. There was also that... Um, oh, it was the Ultimate Fighter finale, the um, the most unbelievable knockout where they're high-fiving each other halfway through of it. it was, oh, was it, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to say oh, Sean Smith or... or, or yeah, I can't God, remember. I can't remember. I fucked that shit up. But you know the knockout I'm yep. talking about with yep. the the, yep. the body punch and then followed up. Yeah, another one. Um, 
Yeah, look, if they hated each other a bit more, um, we might have seen a little bit more action. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think it's about hating each other. I think it's just about taking the fight seriously. Yeah, because it, it did look a bit like that, didn't cause it? Because there's one thing to have white line fever, uh, you know, we call it in yeah. AFL, where he can be your flatmate. If he's on the other team yeah. and you've crossed that white line, he's your enemy. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, in MMA or any fighting sport, you don't need to hate the bloke. Yeah. Uh, you know, you just got to go you out there and do your job. But uh, to me, it was a little bit more of uh, they were playing around a bit. Yeah. And, well, you know, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. But at the yeah. end of the day, you're it not going to get the respect you need. It was the most aggressive sparring session I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah that sort of thing. Actually, but, it's not even that. I've seen some Brazilian sparring sessions on yeah. Brazilian Tough. <laughs> They're a bit more aggressive than that. Uh, I think, um, especially when you're fighting a friend, it's a bit different to any other sport where your aim is to inflict massive violence upon them. Yeah. And I think, naturally, if you're a decent human being, you just don't have that killer edge to do that to someone that you, you're friends with. Yeah. So I don't think it's necessarily... A bad thing from a humanist point of view, but from watching an entertaining fight, <laughs> you yeah. want to see him, you know, actually want to hurt each other. Look, if you're a detractor of the flyweight division, I think you got plenty of ammunition um, out of this fight. But uh, besides that, look, it was a, a decent enough stand-up fight. Um, a bit more polished when Dodson might have got the job done. Yeah. He never looked really in danger. Yeah. Too quick, too in and out. Yep. Um, yeah. Well, that's just it. We had three flyweight, fly, uh, flyweight flights in this uh, card, and... None of them were that impressive, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a good segue leading now to, to the next, next flyweight fight. So if you, we said in the last fight, um, flyweight, if you had hated the flyweight division, you got all your ammunition. If you're a big yeah. supporter of the flyweight division, the next fight absolutely confirms everything you wanted to see. Yeah, I think it's a good, uh, a good show of strategy versus someone who might not be as skillfully adept as their opposition, but... Your game plan and your aggressiveness can make up for that. Well, yeah. To me, this is the only super exciting decision fight on the card. Yeah, I uh, agree with that. I mean, the whole uh, Natal fight was pretty Close. good, but this one... Um, Look, well, action from start to finish. Yeah, and you, yeah. you have to give it to Benavidez, but uh, yep. you know, neither fighter took a step back. They kept powering at it. Uh, there was a fuck ton of blood. Yep. Oh, wasn't there? Morago just opened up. Yeah. Uh, I think what, what sort of set the stage for this one was... Um, Dodson being number one contender and being lined up for the title shot against DJ, coming off injury. Um, Benavidez and Moraga are both very good fighters, and they would have had to fight to get that next title shot out over Dodson. And with Dodson putting on like an average performance... Benavidez did everything yeah, he had. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think they've definitely got, got cause to say, I deserve that shot. Well, he's put his hand up for it. And, um, I don't know if he'll get the next shot, but he's certainly going to be up there for consideration. The only thing is, I think he's been beaten twice by DJ. I'm not certain, but yeah. I know he's been cleaned up by him. So, well, yeah. so he's arrested the, the division. Well, Dodson lost a split division decision, though, yeah. and that was contentious. But that's, which, that's the only thing that's which PPV would you buy? Uh, you know, Dodson's or Benavidez um, versus DJ? I, I, me, personally, I'd buy Dodson versus DJ. I think the matchup's great, but... Dodson has to be in fighting form. Yeah, exactly. Not, not one off. If it was in, say, three months' time, I don't think that's long enough. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yep. Um, the uh, Benavidez, like we're saying, um, he was just a, a class above Moraga all yep. the way through. Yeah. I, I don't think there's any surprises. He, he got all three rounds. Yeah. Um, it was good to see. You know, Moraga was trying. He's absolutely. He, he never gave up. And he was just trying to do the same thing the whole way through. Yeah. He tried to mix it up and change it up. Which you know it shows that you're you're aware during the fight and you can adapt yeah. your strategy. Well coached by Lewis mm. CK in the corner, <laughs> barking out instructions. But it, it did seem like it just wasn't Moraga's day. Like on another day, he might have had that fight. Yeah, yeah. But uh, two blokes who yeah. went out there and 
Yeah, they, they both fought damn well. And yeah. hey, they lost no fans tonight. No, no, it was, it was a good fight. It was uh, a unanimous decision, though, um, and yeah. I don't think any surprises once the judges came to it. No, no, uh, Benavidez just was better on the night. Yep. And hey, maybe if you want to give Dodson a warm-up fight, have yeah. him Benavidez. I think I DJ wants a little bit of time off, so or even him and Moraga. Yeah, I mean, once that skull heals. Yeah. yeah, actually, Benavidez versus Dodson, number one contender. Three-way, one-round fights. <laughs> Held in Russia. <laughs> and we get the heavyweight, Arlovsky versus Brown. My favourite fight of the <laughs> I think it's going to be a lot of people's yeah. favourite fight of the yep. year so far. Um, if this was a video game, you'd say there are two button mashers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Just, yeah. Look, um, they are both tough sons of bitches Jeez. Like, any of those glancing blows would have knocked any other uh, fighter out I reckon in any other weight division absolutely um, crazy yeah throwing haymakers and, and landing good um, one thing I thought Travis Brown did very smart when uh, Oloski started to unload especially in the, in the, the first lot of time he did yep. um, just push him away yeah, yeah. Um, yep. obviously he's got strength and um, reach well, he's and six great foot reach. seven so yeah. you know he, he's obviously uh, yep. able to manhandle Pretty much anyone. But you don't, I think tribal tattoos give you like extra strength. Like top two. <laughs> but you don't see it that often. You, um, usually they try and swing their way out or just cover yeah, up and wait till they and, stop. Wizard and try and turn but them. But he couldn't do that against Oloski because yep. um, unlike um, earlier with, um, oh God, who was it? Um, uh, Josh Berkman, yep. who wasn't changing levels. Oloski was bang, bang, right? Yeah. You're blocking up there. I'm going to the liver. Yep. Bang, bang, bang yep. and shit. All right. So um, Brown had to get out of there qu- yeah. quick, smart. And he yeah. did. He got out and uh, tagged Arlovsky nice a couple of times too. Yeah. And I thought the fight was over then. And then it just swung back and forth, and, forth. and back. Oh, brilliant. I could watch that. If they match them up again on the next PPV, <laughs> yeah. worth the <laughs> price. It's just yeah. like that. Sell tickets. And uh, they, were, they were saying with Arlovsky, uh, when you mentioned him actually selecting his shots a lot more smarter. Apparently he's been training, did the TriStar um, Jackson camp. Yep. So for us, the Harvey's been helping him with striking and just paid dividends. Kind of reminds me of um, the newly improved Frank Mir. Yep. Changing stance and just really sharpen up his boxing, sharpen up his, his skill and just awareness during a fight. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. There weren't many wasted uh, punches. Yeah, I mean, it kind of reminded me of uh, uh, Pat Barry versus Czech Congo, but with skill. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> yeah, um, look, uh, again, Travis Brown doesn't lose anything from this fight. Um, yeah. you know, obviously, he got the loss, but um, yep. look, geez, that was some great punches thrown in there. And I mean, there'd be one bold little man sitting ringside that would have loved that fight, except Joe Rogan. <laughs> Besides Joe Rogan, I should say. Oh, didn't he love it? <laughs> He's going off in there. And like I said, I've said, whenever there's a big fight like this and there's a huge amount of action, the first thing I do is try and look for Joe Silver sitting cage yeah, side yeah, because it, there's no one that loves fights more than him. <laughs> I, I think Joe Rogan, though, having seen the amount of fights he had, if he's excited about the fight, yeah. he has a damn good one. He's not putting yeah. it on. He's not faking it. No, exactly. He, he loves um, what he does. And you've got to say, uh, the ref... Absolutely, Johnny on the spot. Yep. He with that last punch where you see Travis Brown, he's still on his feet, but the lights yep. are out. Yep. He was in there. Yeah, like, he wasn't in there to wear the next one from Velocity. <laughs> yeah. That's yep. smart. <laughs> but, it reminds me of the uh, Richard Pryor skit where he's like, you know, he's getting a punching, and all of a sudden his legs like, you ain't making me look bad. He <laughs> ain't hurting me. <laughs> and that's what his upper body's going. I'm gonna fall down now, and the legs are like, no, you fucking not. <laughs> it pretty much was that very wobbly, but um, yeah, what an. Awesome, awesome fight. And I think we've seen with the heavyweight division at the moment, um, maybe it's training or maybe it's just strategy that's played out. Their peak is later in their 30s or mid-30s, later in yep. their 30s. Alovsky making a they second a, crack at it. They get a bit of the old man strength. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a lot like um, Ruckman in AFL. We 
so they yep. take extra mm. time to develop. And, yeah. you know, um, even um, go back to Randy Couture, it yep. shows you can be champion in your late 30s. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the technique doesn't go. And even Arlovsky, he looks like... Um if, if Roy Nelson was actually a martial artist, <laughs> that's Olovsky. <laughs> another thing is, too, these two guys are mates, yeah. uh, which, you know, Dodson and uh, what's his, uh, Markovsky were as well. Yeah. But this was a fight where afterwards, uh, Brown goes, like, Olovsky went up to Brown and said, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. And Brown's like, never apologise. Yeah. You know, it's a great fight. You fought like a warrior. And yeah. to me, that is exactly the sort of professionalism you want. I've, yeah. If well, both of those guys don't get three more fights in their contract, I yeah. would be stunned. They're, they're going nowhere, both yeah. of them. And, and I mean, uh, there's always that precedence of not fighting friends and all that. That's how you do it. Yep. So yep. Team Alpha Male, I don't give a fuck if we live on the same block. Start yep. going fisticuffs with each other in the Octagon Champs because um, I'd love to see Uriah versus TJ for yep. a title fight. It'd be good to see. On to Cerrone versus McDessey. Um And we've been playing lookalikes um, throughout all this card. Yep. Um, McDessie looks like Paul Piopolo from Hawthorne. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? And fights exactly like I imagined Paul yeah. Piopolo would, just keeps coming forward. Um, Cerrone looks like if Hoist Gracie had found a gym and started lifting. <laughs> yeah, that was a little bit, actually. Maybe, you know, probably had cancer or something, lost all his hair. Or, <laughs> or some. uh, no, Hoist Gracie had fought bald. Oh, yeah, that's true, against, actually. Yeah, uh, sorry. Matt Hughes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you mean actually worked out instead of taking steroids. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I mean... It looks like um, Donald Cerrone is coached by Matt Moran, too. So, I mean, if that inspired to punch someone in the face in the gym, then I don't know what does. Um, geez, what a great fight. Was it? Um, it was. McDessie, you've got to give him full marks for stepping up and yep. late notice against Cerrone, who's yep. been on a tear this year. Yep. He set himself a goal to get a title fight um, yep. at the start of the year, and he's fought everyone and anyone. Yeah. He's um, done himself no danger there. Jesus yeah. Christ. I think he's actually going for employer of the year. Employee <laughs> of the year. He's winning too. I was going to say, um, it, it's, it was good to see that um, Uncle Dana wasted yeah. absolutely no time in coming out and going, yep. Uh, but also, it was good to see that Serena actually took the fight because he was supposed to fight Nurmagomedov and that's yep. for a number one, um, well, for the title shot. And it was suggested that you don't have to take this fight. You'll probably get the next title shot because Nomagomedov's out yeah, again. Out. Who else is there? Yeah. And he said, no, I, I'm, I'm a fighter. That's You're what I do. Fighter. I yeah. fight. And so he you know, drank his six-pack for fight week. And, <laughs> and, but, I mean, that's been his attitude all year. Yep. He's like, I'm here to fight. I'm here to fight. Who's yep. next? Come on, I want to fight. Oh, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I want to fight. I want to fight. Yep. Um, and uh, McDessey was uh, a perfect opponent for him. Yep. Um, well, the cowboy and the bull. The cowboy yeah. and the bull. Yeah. yeah. Um, Matador. Wish we made that connection in the preview. <laughs> um, look, McDessie wasn't without his shots. He got a yep. good couple of tags in. Yep. Um, you know, he got him on the chin once or twice, but um, every yeah. time he did, he wore two back. That's exactly right. Um, and they were all coming at all levels, all directions too. Like they could have been a left, a right, yep. left knee, right knee, left kick, right kick. Anything could yeah. be coming at him. Not just that. I mean, Cerrone's footwork is amazing. Oh, his yep. ability to just... Change his the position, angle. and yeah. all of a sudden he's doing an overhand right instead of yep. a right cross, or a right uppercut instead of a left cross. Yep. It, it's just amazing how uh, high quality his strikes are. On the same card where we had Uriah Hall fight um, earlier in, yep. uh, in a different weight division, but you can see that Cerrone and Hall have a lot of the same tools, Yeah, but Cerrone is so much more polished. Yeah, he uses them better. Yeah, yeah. I think it sets up his kicks. I think especially for this fight where... Usually, well, for the last, uh, well, a lot of Serena's fights on this current streak that he's on have been late fill-ins or yep. something like that where um, he's had a lot to gain out of taking those opportunities. I think this was the real one where he didn't really have anything to gain out of taking this fight, but he took it anyway yeah. 
and he didn't play conservative. He went in there to finish this fight, yeah. but fought smart. Like, he was in there, real yep. crisp, real sharp, making sure he didn't put himself at risk yeah. unnecessarily. And I was really impressed. I think it puts him in really good stead for a shot at Dos Anjos. Well, yeah. you say nothing to gain, but getting the goodwill of Dana, it's a, it's yeah. a fair game. I reckon he already got that. I think he had that in spades. Yeah. I mean, he just goes to show, look, you know, yeah. this is what he's going to do. He's not doing it for the goodwill of anyone. He's doing it because yeah. he just loves yeah. getting there and... And, smashing some people up. Um, again, uh, props to Joe Rogan. Uh, he gave everything to McDessie, who called the fight himself. Yep. Um, and when you know your, your jaw's broken, there's yeah. no need to show how tough well, you are. I keep going. As we were watching it, we said it was that back elbow, like yeah. the, uh, I think they call it the Indian jab, where you actually heard the jaw just yeah. crack. Yep. And after that, you could see he's sort of working his mouth around, trying yeah. to think, is it broken? But by that time... It, the fight's still going, yeah. so he he didn't uh, call it. He thought, well, maybe it's hot spot, he, maybe still, something. Still yeah. moving forward, yeah. yeah. And the thing is, like when you're doing that and you're just sort of trying to test your jaw open and closing, yeah. Donald's one meter away from you. He yeah. can see <laughs> you doing that, yep. and that just sends out red flags. And so one kick landed, and he went, nah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, and it, uh, it reminded me of um, uh, there was a Mike Tyson fight years ago yeah. uh, where he tagged some massive dude after his comeback in the second round. And the bloke retired on his stool. Yeah. Um, and the crowd was booing him. The commentators were getting into him. Yeah. And then um, he went for x-rays and they showed his jaw was clean, broken. <laughs> yeah. And the commentators went, okay, fair enough, yeah. fair enough. Um, we didn't need to wait that long for this one. You could see what's going on. Yeah. And, and I think I have no problem with this stoppage at all because no, no, traditionally um, any combat sport has been going in to watch people punch heads. And yep. that's the sort of stereotype the UFC is trying to get away from. And even though that's what a lot of people go to UFC to see, I think that the whole point of the UFC is to find out who is the best fighter. Yeah. Once you've understood who the best fighter is, your fight's over. You don't need yep. to sit there and watch someone get their head caved well, in. Well, you're not going to win it with a broken jaw. Yeah. No, but you can he, see Donald's the best fighter. He's going, I'm done. There's no use proving I'm tough because I'm in here. I'm already tough. Look, he could you know, cover up and fall down at that last yeah. kick and go to the fetal position, but why wear um, more? Exactly. Um, and again, full marks to Cerrone too. As soon as um, he's called for the timeout, yep. I mean... By all accounts, he he can still go in and start yeah. throwing punches, yep. Yep. Um, but you know that that's a tap right in there. Yep. Um, it's a verbal submission, so um, he didn't need to prove anything else. Yeah, I agree. Actually, I remember seeing one in Invicta with the girls. Uh, she's been taken down, and she's got guard, but the other girl's on top. And in the takedown, her mouth guard went flying. Yeah, and she's gone to the ref. Oh, you know, time, time, need to get my mouth guard. And the ref's like, "There's no time out here, sweetheart." And the other girls just pounded the fuck out of her. Yeah, red tube. <laughs> there was a fight in one of the um, uh, Ultimate Fighters where somebody dislocated their finger, and he's called yeah. time, 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 and they've gone, "Yeah, time, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Time for you to get <laughs> yeah. the fuck out of here." That was. You're done. I think that might have been. Mm. Maybe Tito or... No, it wasn't Tito coaching. Someone was coaching who was just tough as fuck. And yeah. they're going, you know, put, you put it back in, you keep fighting. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't remember who it was, but um, but it looked like it was somebody that didn't yeah. uh, didn't belong there anyway. Mm. And uh, haven't seen him since. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, another a, a great fight in, in this uh, pay-per-view card, which lived yep. up to it. Yeah. And I mean, with the expectation of everyone just salivating over Nurmagomedov versus Cerrone, yeah. this that, one delivered as well. It, it did deliver, but I, just, I, I, I don't care what happens with Dos Anjos. Yep. I still want to see that fight. Yeah. And Nurmagomedov is in the building watching this yeah, fight. So <laughs> he must have been just sitting there, yeah. just expressionless. And one, one of the interesting little tidbits that came out of this was um, during the post fight presser. Yep. Um, Cerrone just happened to be sat next to Chris Weidman. Yep. On the on the what they call it, DS or whatever it is, DS. Yeah. Um, he's 
taking a six pack of bud with him, of course. Of course um, yes. Just slowly, casually slides one over in front of Wyvern. Yeah, good job, champ. Wyvern, uh, no, I don't drink. Quick as fuck, snatch that back. <laughs> right back in front of him. <laughs> That's what I wanted to hear. I tell you what, he not only looks after Uncle Dana, he looks after the, the current sponsors. sponsors. Yeah, yeah, that's it. He's already come out and said he loves Reebok. Absolutely. <laughs> and the thing is, he's doing sweet with his sponsorships because he's, he does lots of extra activities, whether it be wakeboarding and yep. skydiving and rock climbing. Jeez. And this dude's like the Felix Baumgartner of mixed martial arts. He could be the bloke that gets a 20-year contract. <laughs> yeah. Most of it back-ended. Yeah. For, the, he could be a <laughs> Yeah. Oh, he's gonna. He'll have a job no matter what happens. Yeah. As long as Dana's there, he'll have a job. Yep. So that was the last non-title fight of the night, and yep. uh, we moved on to the big middleweight bout: Weidman versus Belfort. So the biggest thing looking into this fight uh, was which um, uh, Vidor shows up. Yep. Is it um, Juice to the Gills, Vidor, or is it My God, I've left everything behind me? Yeah. Vitor? I th- I think it was. Shit, I've got to find a different type of juice, Vitor. And we're still in the trial phase. Oh, he could have won that if he had his juiced TRT, uh, I don't know, Asahi Berry mutant strength. Look, he won the first 90 seconds, but when he was unloading on Weidman, um, yep. Weidman was covering up really well. He was, so yeah. I, I'm not sure that all those, I mean, those punches still hurt. Yep. He's still got blood. He still opened up. Um, I think that was actually from that inside elbow that he started throwing when um, yeah, he stopped... The, because also, I know that when he when he got that TRT exemption, he actually started training all those kicks and when he knocked out Rockhold because yep. his hands had broken too much so he can't throw punches a whole yeah. lot. So possibly in that flurry, he's like going to finish it and going, fuck, and then he starts throwing elbows and gasses. You're right at the end, he started throwing. You see, he's, he's measuring it and like yeah. elbow, elbow, and he's like... And, and they look I mean, like the it. most effective strikes of that whole flurry <laughs> with that, was that one or two elbows. Yeah. Well, he had a nice uppercut in there too, I think. Yeah, true. Yeah. He did too, sorry. Um, and then after that, uh, as we were watching it, we thought it looked like a, a bit of a give up of the takedown. Yeah. But on the replay, beautiful yep. timing. Wasn't it? That, that was takedown. an excellent takedown. And the, that's what's what sucks is that the skill of that takedown will be lost on the general fan. But yep. generally when you're going for a double leg, you'll try and drive through. But he just... Um, Secures it. the legs mm. and just turns the corner so that Vitor can't step anywhere. Yeah. And that's it, he's down. A lot of wrestlers do that drive through, just keep push, 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 push. Shao yep. um, Sonnen had a brilliant double leg in that style. He would just muscle it through. Um, yeah. Again, he'd also get under, also under, their, juice. under their gravity yeah. as well. And Maybe the best double leg in, in mixed martial arts during his time. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Um, but look, I mean, Weidman, as soon as he hit the ground, Vitor honestly looked lost. It, it, not even, not even lost, he looks spent, like yeah. done. And Vitor's a black belt, and not just a black belt, he's under you know, some good talent. Some serious talent, yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't believe that he is that useless on the ground. I just no. kind of believe that with the people that he's under. And so I think he's just knackered, yeah, something's and, not right. And Weidman did, didn't give him a chance to yep. um, to catch his breath or, or to take stock, you know. He was, yeah. I think he was straight into half guard and then through that and then on to mount. And without any resistance either. No. Um, well, and you can't say that Belfort was surprised. He's fought every bastard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he almost submitted John Jones from that position. You know what yep. I mean? Like, yeah, all he had to was recover guard. And, I mean, to be honest, I think John Jones would beat Chris Wyman every day of the week. Yep. So I don't see... I think when they're talking about the actual uh, mechanisms of TRT on the body, they were saying that getting off it is an unproven thing. We don't yeah. know how to do it yet. Okay. Mm. And so I think maybe he legitimately is off TRT, and this is what we see where... It's a, it's a human experiment that we're yeah. watching. Well, yeah, because, you know... In Which sums up Vitor's life. <laughs> in my understanding of uh, testosterone replacement, it, 
it's just pumping more testosterone into your body. It's not getting your body to make more testosterone. Right. Yeah. So when right. that happens, your body produces more estrogen. Yep. Which, you know, obviously being the female hormone yeah. leads to extra fat and all that sort of shit. Yep. And, 70% cut in your paycheck. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you can never be Prime Minister of Australia um, or, or the US. Well, we've had one. Have we? Have we really? Have <laughs> all right, we're going into a different area there. <laughs> it all depends who you ask yep. on that one. But um, the, when you cut off the testosterone, your body just keeps making that same amount of estrogen right? because it's expecting that testosterone to come from somewhere else. Right, okay. And yeah. uh, when it doesn't, it kind of doesn't really understand how to make it anymore. And I suppose that at that age, the resilience of your body to adjust to those sorts of levels isn't as, as sort of adequate as when you're younger. Well, yeah, I mean, if you jump on the bodybuilding.com forums and all that sort of shit, they, they talk about it a fair bit. Um, there was one pretty famous story that went around about a guy who's on there saying, well, you know, I'm not getting results. Uh, you know, what what's going on? And they're like, well, you know, what are you doing? He's like, oh, you know, I've got the... Uh, trend or whatever it was and he's like yeah i'm injecting in my butt every morning and just not having an effect and plus it kind of hurts a bit and they're like oh, yeah toughen up princess so oh, you know it hurts so it hurt and it was scratchy so i ended up taking the metal bit off at the end they're like take the metal bit off what the fuck do you mean and then he's like oh you know the the sharp bit i took that off and just used the syringe like, sharp where are you injecting it he's like in my butt like, you mean in your butt cheek he's like no. <laughs> I thought he was taking steroid suppositories. So he, he was giving himself a steroid enema. A steroid enema. <laughs> um, right. So I don't know whether Vitor Belfort's been doing that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Hey, I, I, reckon stero- I reckon Vitor knows how to take steroids. <laughs> while, we're, Just a hunch. while we're potting Vitor, um, it's very hard on a, on a card that has Mike Pyle on it to have the worst haircut. <laughs> yeah, this is true. The Mo Mullet. The yeah. Mo Mullet with the cross in the Tattoo. side of his head. It, it yeah. did look a lot like Wild Thing out of Major League. Yeah. So he did, actually. He kind of looked like a... Oh, yeah. actually, there's a point. Who's had more main. drugs? Charlie Sheen or Vitor Belfort? Oh, hey, come on. No, I no. mean, Vitor Belfort... Charlie Sheen's got a fine. Vitor Belfort's had, you know, quite a few, but we're talking different yeah. leagues. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. know, the movie was Major League for yeah. a reason. And Vitor actually has to do shit with his day. Yeah. <laughs> Winning. <laughs> um, look, uh, Wyman got the job done. Um, yeah. It's, uh, you know, lots of flag waving on Memorial Weekend for the Americans. Yeah. They love that shit. But hey, it's time for Jacare. Get the oh, yeah. get his his fella in there. I think he's had all these surgeries he needed to get done. Well, that's um, Weidman's second title defense, plus you know the title win all over Brazilians, and there's another Brazilian stepping up. Third, yeah, the Machida. Oh yeah, Machida, of course. Yeah, Yeah. so he's you know making a a habit out of taking the Brazilians out. And he has been doing a bit of talk with that recently as well. Um, I think with Weidman, he's he doesn't do any trash talking. He's very open sort of person when it comes to he he, he fights, and that's what he does. Um, I think we've seen a little bit of a change of persona. He was quite pissed off with Vitor before the fight started over some elevated testosterone levels. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, with that, uh, the th- three Brazilians, I did see that um, Anderson Silva's come out recently and said, you know, everyone's on my back about a cheater. I've never, I've never been a cheater, all that sort of shit. It's like, yeah. bloke, you got caught. Yeah, you got caught, caught with peds. Yeah. And one of the, um, the supposed... Um, Results of taking PEDs can be brittle bones. Oh, okay. So, you know, right. not, yeah, why not? No, in no way, shape, or form is I, am I saying he's been taking PEDs for a very long time. But on uh, weight of evidence, you'd have to think it's uh, at least a possibility. So the people saying that you cheated 
uh, before you were caught cheating, yeah. may actually have a, a bit of a point. And, and I mean, um, well, he hasn't taken anyone to court for it anyway yet. Anyway, the only thing I can say is um, the question was put to Charles Sonnen: Do you believe that Silver was taking um, performance-enhancing <laughs> drugs when he faced you? And Charles' answer was not as many as I was. <laughs> Which leads into what I was going to say: if you yeah. Go back and look at um, who Silver's beaten over. 10 years, yeah. not many of them aren't on juice. No, not many of them yeah. haven't been caught. It is a bit of a Lance Armstrong sort of situation. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, to compete at that level, he might have had to take juice, but uh, he got caught. And, and like we were saying, the, the people who test for these substances are always playing catch-up. Yep. They're not ahead yeah. of the curve. Yeah. Well, the people that test are generally uh, government or commission-based, uh, you know, commission of that particular sport, uh, and they don't get paid they be bribed. Well... <laughs> That would Let's never happen. Actually, not in Vegas. FIFA just got a bunch of people just got arrested for taking yeah. bribes. I did see that. And the thing is, if you're a FIFA official and you get arrested, you didn't bribe enough. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, or you bribed the wrong person. Yeah, your your man left town. Um, well, that was a great lead into the final fight of the night, the light heavyweight championship, yep. DC versus Rumble Johnson. And we yep. were talking um, before um, nicknames um, because uh, we were talking about names in the preview to it. Yep. I don't think there's many others that can claim that they own their nickname as yeah. much as Anthony Rumble Johnson. Yeah. I mean, maybe Bigfoot Silver. Yeah. Um, maybe Rampage. Rampage. That'd but, be... um, yeah, he's right up there. Um, look, it was a great fight, um, but uh, DC did look, the king of the grind. We picked it as being going two ways. It yeah. went one of those ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't a, a difficult... Um, Way, yeah. way to pick but geez Anthony was throwing some bombs wasn't he and I look mean, he connected wrong. on a lot yeah. of them they were heavyweight punches yeah and, and I'm guessing I mean you might get lots of injuries training with Kane but you'd learn how to get fucked up yeah. and keep on fighting <laughs> so look, some of the bombs that he took from Anthony Johnson would have crumpled everyone else in that division yep. and DC to his credit took him kept on pressing forward did what he needed to do and got the result he deserved well you think now that he's got the, the belt yep isn't it time for a better nickname? I mean, DC, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's all right. Yep. But uh, Daniel Cormier. Oh, he calls himself, you know, king of the grind. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, that's, but, but when it comes lovely. to um, being plain in appearance and, and style <laughs> and everything that, DC <laughs> sums it up. Yep. <laughs> but put, put a microphone in front of him, excellent. Yep. No, excellent. No worries. Um, look, he, he wore down Anthony Johnson, and you yep. can see that um, Johnson was, he, he was out on the stool at yep. the end of the yeah. second. Um, it was never going to go the length of the third. Yep. Um, when uh, Cormier got his back, it was... It, I'm not saying, you know, Anthony Johnson gave up or anything, but it was, yeah. I've had enough. And, I, and, I can't uh, do yeah. this. And it was also, even if he had to try to do something, no. DC... <laughs> he still had plenty of gas left. He, he, there's not many people in the UFC who can wrestle like him. No. So you can uh, have some sort of idea of what you're going to do. Executing it is a whole different ball yep. game. And I'll tell you what, you think he didn't want to get some takedowns in after the John Jones fight. Yeah. yeah. He was damn well going to make sure those takedowns stuck, and he got a few in early. Absolutely. And I think one of what this fight sort of personified was sportsmanship in UFC isn't lost yet. Yep. You can still yep, have yep. exciting fights people are going to look forward to without any animosity, with um, just being respectful people and good citizens. You're not trying to represent yourself as a fighter. You're representing yourself as a human being, an individual, and a member of the community. And being professional. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you're referring to at the end of the fight. Um, obviously, we have and new um, rumble yeah. went over and Lead, asked, leading into. I know we're going to, but leading yeah. into with the pre-fight presses and that there was a lot of respect with what they were saying to each other, and also giving credit to 
to where they sat with John Jones and being reasonable in their discussion. Actually, yep. not being emotional, but being reasonable, which led into what you're about yeah. to say. Um, yeah, um, you could see that Rumble went over to Dana and said, "Dana, give me the belt. I, yep. I want to." Um, yeah. put it around his waist, which I yep. thought, you know, it was a great tribute. Yep. But at the same time, there's a little bit of the professional wrestling fan in me who was wishing <laughs> that he just grabbed it and, <laughs> and, and wrapped the belt it. around the back yep. of his head, even if, as a joke. <laughs> yep. um, although, you know, it might be a bit hard to pass that one off. As a, as a, at least go for a swing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if Josh uh, Barnett was in there, we'll just, <laughs> just go for the door. Just like, yeah, here, I got it. All right, I'm off. Yeah, well, well, I was looking at going for the Randy Orton, just run up <laughs> from no. out of nowhere. Yeah. Belt to the back of the head, yep. RKO, stand yep. atop of him, and then yep. People's uh, elbow. take out to the crowd. Yep. Um, look, you know, if, they, if he had a, a modicum of um, showmanship about him, that's what yep. he would have done. But and no. I mean, if he had have done that, it would have been in line with DC's post-fight speech as well. That was all WWE, wasn't it? <laughs> it yeah, was. the shoot speech. And look... Um, the, the John Jones Spectre is, was always over this fight. Yeah. Um, you, you can't ignore it. And so uh, DC just went, here it is. One. Yep. Get your shit together. Yep. I, I, yeah, I've yeah. been watching Connor. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, he should have put an Irish accent on. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> well, Connor, Connor's making far and above what DC made for that fight. So you'd I mean, be stupid uh, not to take some notes. It's um, a, a pretty obvious thing to say that this is a big milestone for DC's career, um, getting the yep. UFC belt. He's got a lot of other titles around the place. Yep. Um, but because he is going to have a very long career outside the octagon once he's finished as a mm, yep. commentator or all that kind of stuff, it is good that he can have that yep. tag now. Yep, I mean, absolutely. Because it's something that's missing from somebody like a Kenny Florian. Yeah, and when he sat next to John Anik and Kenny Florian, they're going to say, I'm John Anik, here's Kenny Florian, and here's former UFC. Former UFC. Light heavyweight champion and Daniel guess, Cormier, and I tell yeah, you, if you are forever, forever, if you are forever. a former UFC light heavyweight champion, you make sure they fucking say that every oh, damn yeah. intro. It, it, it's like you know, um, in, in AFL, Dermot Brereton, every time he gets introduced, yep. five day, five night. Yep. Um, whereas you know they go John Sammy Newman, three hundred gamer. Yep. There's that big <laughs> big difference in there. Yep. Um, yeah, it's one of the, no shame in your achievements, but when the bloke next to you is you know, done the whole hog. Well, it kind of yeah. belittles you a little bit. Well, I mean, there is that one goal, you know, at the at the end of football, which is that premiership. And in UFC, yeah. there's that one title belt in <laughs> yep. your weight division. His goal wasn't helping Kane win heavyweight championship. No. We can no. tell you that. Um, and, uh, well, actually, that's one other thing, too. Now you've got Kane in the heavyweight. Um, yep. You know, he'll have his unification fight coming up. DC's got light heavyweight. Cerrone going in for lightweight. I mean, yep. Rockhold going in for... The middleweight as well. Uh, he's probably next up the cab on the rank. Yep. At least one of them has to be Melbourne, surely. Well, you would think so. Um, it's, I think it's going to be a matter of timing with when they can fit it in with Melbourne. But I'd be surprised if they didn't. I reckon they'd be going for two championship, um, two championships on the line there. And I wouldn't be surprised if it was a female one because we've got a fair few fighters in the female division. Not mm. saying that they'll be fighting for the title, but the interest is already there. Yeah, um, you've got, obviously, Rousey, who's fighting in August, so it might be a tight turnaround for her. Yeah, um, I think Rousey said she's going to have this fight and have a bit of a break. A so bit of a break, yep. I think it might be so JJ. Then, JJ, yeah, yeah, which I tell you what, I'll, as long as they can find a decent opponent for her. Well, you've got... Um, she's got another Jessica fight. Jessica Aguilar coming across from World Series of Fighting, which who's on a huge streak. And yeah. it's a pretty shallow division at the moment, obviously, yeah. being formed, So When's uh, Paige Van Zandt's next fight up? I'm not sure, actually. It couldn't no, be too long, sure. because um, she put a whooping on Felice Herrick. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's maybe funny. she's due. And um, she gets attention just because she's hot, but uh, yeah. she can still 
get in there and uh, swing a punch. Absolutely. It's funny. I was listening to the Fighter and the Kid podcast, the old one today, where um, they were actually, it was before the Fleece Harrigan Paige Van Zandt fight. And I remember Shaw was saying, you know, this is a terrible fight for Van Zandt. You just put her as the face of Reebok. She's fucking gorgeous. Yeah. And you're going to put her against a monster like Felice Harrigan who's just going to demolish her. Like, yeah, of course. Bam. I don't think it'll be close. And I think it's just stupid. And yep, <laughs> what happens? Yeah. Van Zandt does the fucking demolition job on yeah. Felice Harrigan. A bit like my tipping this year. Um, so if they're going to have two title fights then, the other title fight I think is going to be um, Stipe versus yep. um, the unification of yep. Velasquez or, or Verdum. Or Verdum, I agree. Yep. Um, and obviously if you've listened to our podcast, we're trying to push Stipe as a bit of a hometown <laughs> hero in Melbourne. <laughs> He's I, got I, family here. I reckon whoever he fights against, he'll be the you know the yep. the underdog you know uh, yeah. that Australians love. Yep. I'd say he can come to our gym and it's just so he can have fighting out of Melbourne, yeah. Victoria. <laughs> and the crowd will go fucking nuts. If he, we'll make him come out in a, a footy guernsey or some shit too. Oh, Richmond, give him Ivan Marich's number. <laughs> Send him in oh, there, son. Get Marich to walk down to the to the octagon with him. I reckon you'd have a hard time getting Marich out of the octagon. <laughs> oh, come on, cunts. I'm ready. <laughs> he comes pre-mulleted. He's all happy. But yeah, I mean, you know, what a great card. And uh, the bonuses... No, no surprise that fight of the night goes to Olovsky Brown. Yep. Yeah, um, certainly the highlight reel of the night. Yeah, bloody hell, both those blokes just went all out, and exactly what you want from a heavyweight fight. Yep, that'll be uh, one that'll be repeated on the free to air. They'll use that to pump up the heavyweight division. Yep, and so they should. Um, if either of those two come to Australia, worth the price of admission right there. Yep, um, jump the fence if you can. Fuck it. Yeah, if, it, if it's at Eddie Edge, you've got no fence to jump, really. But find a way in. And they yeah. gave performance of the night to the two um, championship winners. Um, look, personally, I thought that um, the stun gun could have got it. Uh, I thought Me stun too. gun, Cerrone, or um, Moraga and Benavides. Um, yeah, that, that was a good, good fight. But yeah. I thought it was an all-around performance. Like, the stun gun was, it was just unbelievably good. Yeah, true. Um, Weidman, I don't know really why he got performance of the night. I mean, I know he feed it, finished Vitor, but it wasn't... To be honest, well, I think they were impressive too. And Stun Gun got the the only real submission that he had to work at kind of thing. The other two, yeah. uh, Cormiers and uh, Islams, and they were both sort of exhaustion rear naked chokes, um, in my opinion. Whereas, yeah. you know, Berkman was uh, cactus too. It, it but, was an exhaustion uh, arm triangle. It was, a, it was yeah. a bit of a, a cleaner sub to me. Like but, the, the rear naked choke, yeah. uh, a lot of that's you know not an easy uh, submission by any means. But, you know, it's just nice to see something a little bit different, a little bit more technical. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and also, it was more, for, for me, it was more his control in, in the first two rounds. Yeah. Especially that second round where Berkman just didn't have anywhere to go. Yeah. Um, it was the complete um, performance to me, but um, the, as much as what Daniel Cormier's was. Yeah. I think they were very much on par. Well, you oh. can make the argument for Saron as well. I mean, he controlled that fight, did everything he could. And broke the fucker's jaw. Broke so the fucker's jaw, yeah. Exactly the sort of performance you want from a fighter. Uh, he went out to finish it. And, you know, in the end, the crowd was kind of a bit confused. But uh, that's not his fault. No. And it's not McDessie's fault either. He just got a fucking broken jaw. Um, the other big announcements from um, the card was the um, USC Hall of Fame um, wing, where they started to split it up into different sections. I think that's great, actually. It's not a bad idea, but I mean, um, uh, the fight that they inducted was Trigg versus uh, Matt Hughes. Um, it was a great fight and all, but to induct that fight on its own, I'm a little bit, yeah, yeah maybe. Uh, I think it kind of, they wanted to justify Matt Hughes' legacy. 
uh, in my opinion. Well, I don't I mean, think it needs much justification. Yeah, it's just a pretty you... cracker one. But I think they have a physical um, hall of fame. So it's separated yeah. into different wings. But because it's not a... Well, it's a mixed martial arts hall of fame, but it's a UFC hall of fame. Yeah. It's not governed by that sport. Yeah. It's governed by this organization. So it's hard to be able to uh, make a sort of... You can't have just one hall of fame and you're in the hall of fame or you're not yeah. because there's different reasons of being in the hall of fame. So yep. you've got contributors... You've got the the old yeah. guard. I don't know what they're actually calling it, but people from legends, I think. legends. Then you've got um, the modern era hall of fame. Yeah, yep. and uh, there's one other category which is. I know we have different wings in a physical building. Yeah, so you you can go through and pretty much have a historical tour through the UFC yeah. in uh, a building. I think fights is the other the other one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, fights. Yeah, um, yep. which I'm I'm fine for. Uh, but yeah. I, I just I th- would have thought that the threshold for fights was higher. Than Matt Hughes versus Frank Treek. Yeah, um, I, I, but, not so much. Maybe I mean to be honest, I liked the fight. I thought it was a really yeah, good quality fight. fight. It was an unbelievable comeback. But what it meant at that time was really important. I yeah, think, as yeah. opposed, if you like, if you compare that to let's say a GSP fight, it's not going to compare in regards to skill, strategy, and those sort of things. But for what it meant at that time, and for how exciting it was, just as an all-out brawl, I thought it was, it was pretty good. Because yeah. that was one where um, didn't yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Matt Hughes actually get choked out? Um, and he landed and hit the mat. Or was that the rematch? I, no, I think that's the one. The one he got, he got he choked got the out, and then he gets up and he's like, "What? I won? Oh shit!" And he jumps yeah. on the fence, yeah, because uh, he gets choked out, falls down, which face plants trig, yeah, and they both sort of wake up, and Matt Hughes is only just realizing that he's won the fight, yeah, <laughs> after being <laughs> choked out. Um, yeah, all all in the one round. Um, the other inductees um, was. Uh, uh, Bas Bas, Bas yeah. Um, which the, the only surprise for me there was that he wasn't already. Yeah, yeah. In the Hall of Fame. Yep. Well, I think this is the first time they split it up from you know modern pioneer yeah. contributors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fight. That's that's what he said. Um, he is the most legendary uh, commentator. Yeah, for mixed martial arts. Uh, well, Joe, well, Joe, Joe, Joe <laughs> just gets the nod, yeah. but he is definitely well, definitely, yeah. definitely second. Yeah, he was there at this. Like, Rutten started first. You'd say over at Pride, but uh, he was fighting when when yeah, yeah. was commentating. I think because he yeah. did the um, fuck. What was it? Something else? Not Pride. Uh, Valo sh- Box. Yeah, something like that. No, Pancrase. Pancrase. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He, he did all of them. Yeah, <laughs> actually. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, it was great that they surprised him on air. Yeah. Um, on uh, on his yeah, show. Yeah. yeah. Inside MMA. Because he, he was saying that he knew about the Hall of Fame and he thought he had a, a fair chance of being inducted as a contributor for his commentating, yep. and like you were saying, with his stuff overseas. And he was surprised that he got it for what he did outside of the UFC. Yeah. So I think he was kind of respected that. But he, it's a no-brainer, let's be honest. I, absolutely. Yeah, and as well as in the modern era, BJ Penn. Um, yeah. The, a, a guy that when he entered the UFC came with all the expectations yep. um, and he, he got there eventually. He yep. got his um, belts in two different weight divisions yep. at Left the same to time. to go fight at Pride and yep. came back. And when you remember, when he went and fought at Pride, he fought Larry open Machida. Yeah, he fought <laughs> open weights. And like, that's what I, I mentioned on Twitter when it got announced. I said, lots of people claim that they'll fight anybody anywhere. BJ proved that he proved would. Proved it, yeah. Mm. Um, and it's easy to say if you're a super heavyweight. Yeah. But to say it, you know, BJ size. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, he'd have to have a wheelbarrow to carry on those big brass balls. And yeah. I mean, and at the end of the day, uh, Matt Hughes is one of the most dominant champions of all time. And, yep. and BJ has two wins yeah. uh, over Matt. You know? Yeah. They, they went uh, two to, two and one. Yeah, and they weren't even his best performances. No. <laughs> That's the thing. Um, it's an absolute cracker. So, um, again, it was uh, um, for him, it was just a matter of time before he got into the, yep. the Hall of Fame. So, 
um, I thought it was uh, fantastic to see as well. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's going around trying to challenge other people who are already in the Hall of Fame to try and get the pound for pound <laughs> Hall of Fame. <laughs> I'll tell you, if there is an octagon in the Hall of Fame, and I think Bass Rutten would be backing down yeah, either like, too. If he, to he hero, I'll fuck you up. That's a terrible Hawaiian accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I think that wraps us up for UFC 187. You yeah. any, any more? No, no great card. Um, well worth the price of paying for it legitimately if you didn't already. Are you, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. Yep. Totally. All right, cheers. Bye. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.